everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Off the Hinges podcast. I am your host, Marcus, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host, the man with the best hair in the biz, Brandon. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be, uh, good to be going live here from awesome. sunny Western Pennsylvania. Each week, we're going to be talking about issues that we care about because it's our show and not yours. How are you doing today, Brandon? No, good, good, sir. Good. Obviously, we're, I think we'll start uh, with addressing the pink elephant in the room. Of course, we're sitting here locked in our houses because of the coronavirus, but it's nice to have some human interaction, uh, even though it's a via computer, it still feels nice to be able to communicate with somebody. So appreciate uh, we, uh, doing the podcast. We just had this idea a couple of weeks ago and we had some great lengthy phone conversations about it. And, uh, and here we are. I hope you, uh, hope you enjoy it. I'm ready. I'm ready. So uh, let's just get this out of the way. How, how do you feel about the whole situation? How do you feel about being locked up, about not going out and, and being able to hug your friends and family and having to wear a mask? How do you feel about the masks? I, at 37 years old, I can't think of something that's been more politicized, you know, in, in my lifespan. I mean, something as simple as a, as a piece of cloth, you know, that people are turning this into a, I'm not saying it's not life or death, but I mean, they're, they're turning it into a, a huge issue. And if you, if you have the piece of cloth over your face, Instantly, that means you adhere to this set of values. You're this kind of person. If you don't, all of a sudden you don't. You know, I've I've never seen something so seemingly insignificant as a piece of cloth. You know, really just determine. You know, their whole viewpoint, their whole agenda, so to speak, just right at face value. I think right now it's cut and dry. You know, if you if you're wearing a mask, you are an extreme leftist and if you're not wearing a mask you're on the extreme right right and then this is where in my opinion normal people come in because you have people like me people like you who frankly i look at it one way if i had to put on a mask for two minutes when i'm running into the store or if i had to put on a a mask go into the gas station do any other kind of shopping what is the big deal it's no more than 10 minutes. What's the big deal? But even if, even if the claims are 100% false, even if it comes out that this was whole, the whole idea of this was just political trash to, to get Trump out of office, I'm okay with that. You know, at one point, does it become a, a courtesy issue for me? Why wouldn't you want to wear a mask, even if everything was false? Why wouldn't you want to wear a mask for 10 five minutes out of your day in order to keep someone safe. Mm. I know they go through the whole matter of, you know, if, if the mask is actually working, what is it doing? What's it not? My standpoint is I don't really care. It's a minor inconvenience to me. I think if I see someone walking in, walking into a store or, or being outside and they have a mask on, I have no problem putting on my mask it's just a common courtesy thing that I could do. Why not at least make someone feel safe? Right, right. And for, I mean, for my, as a parent of a, of a two and a half year old who, uh, 
all we try to do is get the kid to follow rules and directions. That's our mantra, you know, go into the store. Hey, what's it say on the, on, you know, on the door? It says wear a mask, follow the rules, follow the directions. And if I don't, uh, if I don't do that, you know, who am I really inconveniencing? Who's the awkward confrontation going to be with? It's going to be with John Q employee at, you know, ABC Big Box Retailer USA. I'm not, you know, Trump or whoever's not going to be in there. I mean, I'm sticking it to you, buddy. I mean, how many acts of violence have we seen over these stupid masks? Because somebody says, hey, <laughs> 20 minutes later, they beat the employee up or they shoot him or whatever. We've seen that time and time. And that's, that's, that's disturbing. You're, you're not fighting the system. You're just fighting against an employee who's, who's following their own rules. Yeah, and at the most, place, most places, wearing a mask is mandatory. It, it's a condition for employment now, right? And especially now when mm -hmm. people aren't going to work, what's the big deal about putting on a mask to make some money? Mm -hmm. Strippers take off their clothes for money. You could put on some for money. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a, a let it be known, I'm not wearing a mask right now. Nor we should, should be you. safe in doing this. But, but as, far, I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as a stripper, I mean, is a stripper still wearing a mask? Like, how does that work? I'm a married it, man. I'm not going to a strip club. You're, you're not married. So you go to a strip club, you tell me what. Maybe it's all part of the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. I, I mean, I assume if you're a stripper, you have to keep the mask on the entire time. You know, but at the same time, what if she has jacked up teeth? You know, that's part of the, the, part of the appeal, I guess. Right. So, so they, before keeping the mask on, so they can make more money. So, right, it's, it's all subjective as to your personal standpoint on the virus. My, uh, my really had ancestors, uh, you know, stormed the beaches of Normandy Beach. Uh, great human sacrifice, great personal family sacrifice. Guys were away for years on end to fight the literal definition of evil in Europe and Africa and Asia. <laughs> Great personal sacrifice. And everyone back here is sacrificing as well. I mean, if this is my part to do what is right, you know, I'm, I, I'm not in, in a war right now. This is my time to shine. You know, I wasn't born in 19-whatever, so I wasn't alive to be drafted in World War II or Vietnam or whatever. This, this is my time to do what's right for my nation and my community. And all I have to do is put on a piece of cloth around my, my mouth. Then I'll do it. I think what you see now is you have a big revolution of America, okay? The, the America that you used to know, the America that you used to stand for, isn't in existence today, in my opinion. And the reason I say this is because back with the prior wars, when there was a shortage of metal, you had people going around gathering and donating to help support the war effort. Now, it's not about that. Now, America has changed its way into, it's all about me. If you cut me off, I'm going to pull you over and beat the crap out of you. If you say something I don't like, I'm going to destroy your career. Even though it's just an opinion. You know, as humans, mm -hmm. we're, we're allowed to evolve. We're allowed to change our views. But at some point, it no longer becomes about that. The one thing that you said 15 years ago is going to be what you stand for now. You have no option of changing uh, in, the, in the current platform. You don't. Mm -hmm. 
And now, if you're not wearing a mask, you're automatically considered a sheep. Just doing what the, what the government tells you to do. At what point does it stop becoming about that and start becoming about, I'm just going to wear a mask to be courteous. Even if it doesn't work, I'm just going to wear one to be courteous to my neighbor. Because if they're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, we're both doing what's courteous to each other. And I think that's important now. You're, you're, you're both doing your, your civic duty. And I remember when the, the masks came out, the, the, the saying behind that was, was my mask protects you, your mask protects me. So I'm doing my civic duty. Again, yeah, I don't have an awkward confrontation with, you know, the, 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 the cart boy at Home Depot because he's just doing his job because <laughs> he'll get his ass reamed out if he doesn't say something to me about it. So, you know, understandably so, again, now, you know, uh, we could debate to no end the deeper meaning behind this, what we've seen in the past in history. I will say that my, my co-host, uh, Marcus, has a degree in history, and I, I myself have just wrapping up my degree in education, so we are uh, <laughs> educated individuals, for what it's worth, ac- academically, but so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But uh, what we've seen in the past in terms of you know, agendas, I mean, hey, how, how far down to the rabbit hole do you want to go with the, with the coronavirus thing? Not very far. I that's mean, the t- question. And that, that, that's the question. How far do you want to go with it? You know, we could debate that to no end. Is there proof for any of it? Eh, debatable. You know, the, the problem is, is that, you know, in a sense, it's not going to go very far because you're not going to change people's minds. You're not going to have people stop thinking that you're either a sheep or a bigot. You're not going to be able to to change anything. The biggest problem is, is that, you know, with COVID-19 is you don't know, right? You, you don't know these, the, the vaccine is getting, getting pushed up, you know, without the proper protocol. Well, they have the proper protocols in pace, but everything's being, you know, operation warp speed to get everything out faster. Mm-hmm. But how safe are the vaccines really going to be? You, yes, you have short-term effects, but they don't know what the long-term effects are. You know, when it comes to polio, how many people, how many kids ended up paralyzed because of them getting injected with a, a vaccine that was not fully finished off? Tons. Mm-hmm. So I just think we just need to just try and do the best that we can, try to get through it until everything is proven safe and effective. You know, who cares about having to put on a mask for 10 minutes to go inside of a store? I don't. Well, going, going back to the, the vaccine, you know, you look at things like Zantac. Zantac was on the market for how many years? And now all of a sudden, it can cause cancer because it builds up in your system over time. Oops. <laughs> you know, you've been taking it for years and years. And all of a sudden, it, 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 you know, and that, that's been researched for years and years. Zantac was introduced. Here you go. Thank you, Google. 1983, 37 years of the date of my, the, the year of my birth. And all of a sudden it's, it's, it kills you. And we're going to come up with a vaccine in what, nine months. And it's going to be perfectly safe to put in my kid's mouth. And you know, it's going to go anywhere to go to school. That's going to be the new thing. So again, agenda, what's in the vaccine? What's the purpose of this? It's scary stuff. 
but as far as the and as far as the coronavirus itself you know what what are the implications of this you know we can debate all day long where it came from blah 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 but the, you know there's no proof of that i can tell you what there is proof of of what it's done that it's decimated small businesses i can tell you that i can tell you who's benefiting from this this virus it's not john and jane q business owner down the street they're not benefiting they're getting shut down who's benefiting from it amazon.com walmart right all the huge conglomerates amazon's benefiting from this aren't they they're of making course. more money because yeah. you can't go out you're at home shopping it's decimated small business it's ruined the economy well here's the thing i mean i know you just said that you know that covid19 caused that the truth of the matter is covid19 didn't cause it what caused it was the, the government shutting down right mm. um i mean you have people now that just say you know, it's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. But here's the point. What you see is short-term effects. We don't know long-term effects. Yes, you know what happens weeks later, but you don't know what happens months later. You don't know what happens if you get it a second time, if you get it the third time. You, you have no idea what the ramifications are. But, you know, back to what I said, it's more or less, you know, the government shutting everybody down, not the virus. Mm-hmm. You know, but the but the question is, what does everybody really have to to gain? I know people are saying, oh, this this is just a, a a political deal, right? But what do these other countries care about us closing down our restaurants? I mean, I, I think what you have here is a more of a national identity crisis than anything else. I mean, you've seen people in in Italy band together and you know, all agree to stay inside. And there's, you know, there's beautiful videos of them all sitting out in their terraces and singing to each other as a, as a sense of solidarity, as a, as a nation. And then you have America mm-hmm. who people are spinning each other's faces because one wear, is wearing a mask and the other isn't. Yeah. At yeah. one point it's a little ridiculous. And you, you had met, you had mentioned the, uh, the comment before that if, if this had happened if this had happened in 1940, well, after 1940, when we were involved in, in World War II, but if this would have happened when America was involved in the Second World War, you know, everybody's rationing food, rationing rubber, rationing this, giving up that, sugar, flour. As a, as a nation, we all collectively suffer together. Women are work and unprecedented. You know, Rosie the Riveter. I mean, we're, we're coming together as a nation to make this happen, just to, de- to defeat the definition of evil. The literal definition of evil in other parts of the world. And now we can't even come together to agree uh, about, about a, if it was, hey, wear a mask to defeat the Nazis. Do you think we would be arguing with each other about wearing the stupid mask? Not at all. Not at all. You'd come together as a nation and you'd get it done. That's the quality of human being that was around then. And now what we have today Right. Everybody's turned into a Karen. There's no, mm. oh, look at this Karen anymore. You're all Karens. I'm mm. fine with saying that. You know? So I, I think one thing this is, this is what I'm going to do personally and what I, what I continue to do. I'm going to, you know, because obviously the information being provided to us is, is not correct. You know, one side says this, the other side says this. This is what I 
what I do is what I encourage other people to do is to just use your, use your free mind, right? Look at, look at the data that's available and, and make your own decisions. Yes, you have data on the left and data on the right, but there's a middle ground, right? CNN's going to say it's the worst thing ever. Fox News is going to say this doesn't exist. So what's the middle ground? The middle ground is it, it's there, right? You wear a mask, be courteous to another, treat everyone like they're your grandma, you know? Yeah, yes, it's only affected certain age groups. Number one, I have a problem with the age groups that they send out. Um, if you look at the age group, I believe it is 25 to 49 is you have the, all, all the other age groups are small, smaller increments. And then you have the biggest age group, which is 25 to 49. And it's, of course it's going to have the most. That age range is huge, right? So I'm going to take everything and I'm going to make an educated decision of what I think is going to be best for my family. And I don't think that makes me a sheep, you know, nor that does, nor does that make me, you know, a woke person. At one point it's about using your own mind and taking what two sides are telling you and, and forming your own story. Right. Critical thinking. And, and, and you could absolutely do that. And yeah, I mean, if there are more affected populations, again, critically thinking, if there are more affected populations, if it, if it influences and affects older people more, um, you know, maybe these people with uh, compromised immune systems, they're at risk, uh, you know, as it is, they have existing conditions, you know, maybe they should be more concerned about not going out and whatever else. And does that mean we shut down an elementary school for kids that don't have, you know, virtually any risk of getting this from the grandma and grandpa. So where does the state step in? Where does, where does the, the parents step in and say, look, grandma and grandpa might get this. You can still go to school, but we're not going to grandma and grandpa's this weekend. Well, I think what that, that is a, a great statement right there because I think what it turns into is it turns into being responsible, right? If you have, just say every Every part of an elementary school, you know, the parents decide, all right, we're going to send our kids back to school, but we're going to eliminate, you know, going to see grandma and grandpa next weekend. You know, I'm not saying that they can't, you know, you can't see them, but just like everyone else now is, is communicating through Zoom. Um, I mean, you can meet outside six feet apart. Uh, I'm sure grandma would love to go for a walk, but I, I think the problem is, is that everyone is just so self-absorbed that you have one group of parents that are saying, okay, my kid's going to go to school, but we're going to be responsible about, about this. And you have the other groups who basically don't care. You know, it's the same people going down and, and sit in, sit down restaurants on the inside and going to the, not the beaches because the beaches are fine, but I mean, going to, going to block parties and everything else that just don't care. And the, the problem is, is that ideally you can't trust them to do the right thing because they think it's all bullshit. I mean, even if it's proven not to be bullshit, it's, it's still bullshit to them. And how dare anybody tell them what they can't and cannot do? Cause you know, after all, this is America. And at one point America stopped being, you know, the ideal America and started being, you know, just a big group of narcissists. 
And how is that, how is, you can't blame anyone for society being that way today. You have, it's Facebook. It's not community book. It's my face. It's me, my space. I mean, I'm going back to the, to the nineties here, the early aughts or whatever, uh, 2001 high school graduate here, of course, but yeah, you've got my space. you know, it's all about me, but you think of, you know, 150 years ago, look at the portraits of the old cowboys and the old Indians, you know, they got a portrait done. That thing exploded on the camera, right? <laughs> They're all stone faced. The, the idea of taking a picture of yourself. Why the hell would you do that? And who by do you the think way, you are? You know, by the way, now, let me just selfies point this, the norm. By the way, let me just point this out. I am not by any way, shape or form anti-America. Okay. But I am for uh, America getting better as a community. You know, I want America to want to go back to taking care of each other. Go back to the, the Rosalie, the Riveter era. You know, let, let's get better. Amen to that. And now, how, how do we know that's better? Because we know it sucks now. So let's go back to the way it was before. And we're, we're in a strange place. Someone like, like myself is a, you know, um, you know, I'm something of a digital native, you know, grew up with it, but you've got something, uh, someone a little bit older, you know, a digital immigrant who didn't grow up with it, but then they're, they're introduced to that as an adult. So, we're, but we're kind of right in the middle. I mean, I got the internet in, in my house as a kid when I was 15 years old. So the first half of my life, you know, 15, you know, grew up without it. Landline, telephone, rotary dial on the wall, going to the library to use the computer. And then you grow up and now, and now couple years later right you know you know 25 years later whatever uh it's all accessible you know, by your here phone. we are you know it's all accessible I'm so sure what, you, what, what what's my kid gonna grow up with i'm sure if you showed someone a smartphone 20 years ago they think you were high what where, where did this thing come from so i i was raised with real world old school values you know of, of talking to people having conversations with people and you know, living in a community and, 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 but, but kids today, and I'm, and I'm a millennial. I was born in 83. So, but, but kids today, you know, they, they, they but you look at the average, average college student, um, the broad statement here, but I mean, in terms of interpersonal relations, I mean, can they talk to you? Can they have a conversation with you? The, what's the level of depth of character and personality? What's the work ethic? right? Yeah. Look at the generation that was drafted to save the world. Again, I keep going back to this, but the greatest for a reason, because look what they did, but drafted to, to go and save the world, to roll up the sleeves and go do what had to be done. And here we are today. What if that draft happened again today? Uh, <laughs> I shudder to think. We'll be making, you can't draft me t-shirts. Yeah. You're, right. you're infringing me. Uh, on my freedoms to be drafting me right now. I need, I need to cut it out. I'm going to make some t-shirts. T-shirts, blah, blah, blah. Make some social media crap, make up a new saying, blah, blah, blah. Well, in, in you know, in, in the meantime, you know, the, the world is, is crumbling around us. So there's a time and place for that understandably. So but there's also a time and place to, to, you know, suck it up and join together and, and do what needs to be done. Let me ask you a question. Right now, 
would you would you run for president? My my wife and I just had this debate. Not me running for president. <laughs> but just about the idea of who are we really picking? You've got two candidates that are in their 70s. I retired for a reason. I'm done. I'm out of the race. I'm done. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't want to know what's going on. I want to be retired. So why is somebody, would, would either of our candidates be elected or hired to be a CEO of a top company? Who, what 78-year-old's getting hired <laughs> you know of? You're irrelevant after 50 in this country. Good luck getting a job interview. And, and here's the thing. I, I mean, I know we have, we have Democrats and we have Republicans, you know, and, and for the most part, they're complete on the opposite sides of each other, right? But in my opinion, if, if you take away those viewpoints, I, I think they're exactly the same. It's all about making the other people look like trash, and then year after year, we're in the same boat. Because hmm. they don't – I mean, how much, of the, how much of the strings do they really pull? You know, basically the whole time they just spend arguing with each other and not getting anything done. Do, do, do either, and, and every candidate, I mean, obviously you're going to promise the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and it's going to change and it's, everything's going to change. And then they get in there and, you know, they can believe what they want to believe, but, you know, president's just making, they're, they're not the sovereign ruler. Here's the thing. Everything gets voted on. Everything gets right? voted on. So how much power by itself does the, does the president actually control? How many things can he actually change you know, without getting questioned? Very little. So maybe the Very problem little. isn't you know, this president versus this president, but it, it's, it's the system of the whole. You know, regardless of who the president is, you're still going to be getting the same outcomes because it's all voted on. It's all voted on. It's all who's behind the scenes. If you think the president, uh, you know, the people that pull the strings are far behind the curtain. I think we should all know this and understand this by now. Do some research. Look into it. You know, truly, truly, uh, uh, critically think about the situation here. You know, Joe Biden, I'm not downing either of them. Joe Biden is 77 years old. Donald Trump is 74 years old. Truly, I mean, they, they could be an advisory role. Okay, I don't know what to do. Let me go somebody. Would you give a 77-year-old man your smartphone and say, you know, here you go. Set this Gmail account up for me. I'm still trying to teach him how to use a calculator. I, I, 77 years, he probably used a slide rule. I mean, Jesus, when, when did he graduate high school? Uh, Joe Biden was born November 20th, 1942. That means... This coming fall, he's going to be 78 years old. The average lifespan in America is, what, 77? I mean, theoretically, he should be dead by now, and you're going to elect him to, for the next four years to lead the, the free world? Is that the best choice we have? That's the same as um, you know, Trump as well. I mean, can't we get like a 45-year-old in there who has one foot in technology and one foot in youth progressively moving forward? He can consult these old dinosaurs for uh, advice, but... Let's get somebody in there uh, that's, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I think what the problem is, is when it, when it comes to president, <laughs> no, I know we're probably going to get, you know, shit for saying this, but I think when it comes to president, I think you just have, you know, you just have a mascot, you know, the president's a mascot, everything gets voted on and that's it. You know, I, I think 
the only thing we're seeing now is, you know, just two of the biggest smear campaigns in history. It's all about somehow the 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 virus coming, you know, the virus emerging and everyone wearing masks. It just turns strictly into uh, it's strictly political, and and you know, it's the it's either you're you know on the left or on the right, and there's there's no people in between, you know, except for us. There, there is a small amount of people in between, but they get drowned out by, you know, the fanaticals on both sides. And the only people that are sane are you and I and those who listen to this amazing podcast. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> the only reason you're sane is if you listen to us. Other than that, Sorry. And you go back to political smear campaigns, blah, blah, blah. It's all reality TV. Look at JFK versus Nixon and why he won the And JFK looked better on TV. And now here we are with, you know, people don't know what else to do. I mean, our, you know, shock values, people are so desensitized. I mean, you, anything, you know, uh, people are just so desensitized. You can't shock them at all. But here we are, you know, Obviously, wouldn't be the first time that we've got some huge issue cooking uh, right before an election, and then uh, someone's going to come up, you know, with the cure in hand. So vote for anybody who's familiar with conspiracy theorists. I will quote David Icke, who talks about a problem reaction solution. He talks about a government creating a problem, and then they create the solution for it. Wouldn't you know it? Because the solution was in hand before they created the problem. <laughs> And how much do you want to bet, again, far down the rabbit hole with the whole coronavirus idea? There are theories it's biological warfare. There was a biological uh, uh, site there in Wuhan that, that was right by where it supposedly was an outbreak. I mean, in theory, people, uh, there are people that are blaming China for this, saying that it was, by definition, biological warfare, negligent and reporting it, and they let people come over here knowing that they had the virus. Um, that's again debatable, but in theory, uh, the the you know antidote could have been in somebody's hand all along. They release this, and then people go you know freaking crazy over it. And then guess what? Who's going to be a pharmaceutical company that gets the contract to make the viruses? Guess what? More billions. <laughs> and, get, and guess what? Who's tied into the pharmaceutical companies that that make this? More politicians, right? And more big business. You know, but by the way, what we're saying here is is you don't have to agree with us, you know? But what you need to do is you need to be open to changing your mind. There's so much going on with society right now where you're on one side or the other. There, there's no fair weather people. But what I'm saying is, is that is exactly what you need. You know, it's okay to change your mind. You don't have to be, I, mean, I know this is opposite in the way America's heading right now with cancel culture, but you can change your mind. You're not stuck there. And maybe that's what we need to do. You know, maybe people need to, to stop looking at it as Fox News versus CNN and, and start making their own decisions and then start voting by them. Mm -hmm. No, you've got, you've got the powers that be, the men behind the black curtain, what they want to create division amongst us. They don't want to unite a population to stand against them. There's way more of us than there are of them. And it's the perfect climate. It's the perfect climate for it. Everyone is pitted against each other as soon as you walk out the door on whether or not you slap on that mask. Mm -hmm. 
the, 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 the boogeyman in our past that we've been afraid of. You know, you've, you've got, even go back to the 20th century, beginning of the 20th century. Even before that, go back to when the Europeans, the, the white Europeans, who still control the world and control this nation, who, who are still running for presidency, were the same ones that came from the same bloodlines that uh, came over here and killed everyone and, and threw the indigenous people off their land and killed them. Why don't we have a Native American run for president? It's their country, side note. Just saying. Because in this situation, in this situation, we're the Indians, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? You know, you know what happens in that story. This situation, you know, we're the Indians. But look at the, the different, uh, different political boogeymen, societal boogeymen that, that, that existed. You go back to coming over here, frontier people. You're an Indian. You're an Indian level. You're no good. Right, you got World War One. You love the Germans. You you know you're a sympathizer. You're no good. You're you're a Nazi. You're you're uh, you're for the Japanese. You're blah 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 blah. You know. Then you got the Vietnam War. You're Oriental. You're you're VC. You're no good. You can't trust. And then our generation. You're a terrorist. You're Middle Eastern. You're no good. You can't trust. And now here we are. The new uh, devil is is. Maybe you have the virus. Maybe I have the virus. Oh my God! Right? Uh, you're wearing the mask. I'm not wearing the mask. So it's like you know, not even hating hating uh, Nazis from across the, the the Atlantic Ocean. It's it's my neighbor right over there next door. He's the bad guy because he's not wearing a mask. So that's a way to pit a population against one another. And it's a means of uh, distraction. You know, looking over here, look over here, America, while while we're uh, you know killing the economy over this, implementing God knows what kind of a system of control. And then what's 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 in the vaccine? I mean, tell me that. I, what's in this vaccine? I think the problem is, is here's the problem is i think that other places are taking notice you know they're like look at them look at america right now they're all driving each other crazy there is no unity there is no sense of of national pride let's conquer this as americans and and you know i think other places are taking notice as far mm -hmm. as what's in the vaccine i, I don't know <laughs> And, and that's why I'm a firm believer of I'm going to wait a little bit to possibly see what the outcome's on before I, before I have to put that inside my body. With those things, you say, you know, there's who knows what the hell's in the vaccine. And then you'd say, well, you know, geez, oh, man, there's no way I'm going to put that in my arm. Uh, March 12th, you know, before the whole system shut down, school shut down, thing, you'd say, there's no way I'm going to vaccine you crazy. No way. The day after, well, guess what? You need a vaccine to go to work. Your kid needs it to go to school. Well, I mean, it's the same as look what happened before we have these big, uh, you know, these big events. Uh, you've got you've got Pearl Harbor, the sinking of the Lusitania, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that sparked the Vietnam War. Before these events happened, Japan. Why the hell we go to war with Japan, right? Yeah, after Pearl Harbor, let's get them, right? Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be coming into a whole nother, you know, subset of problems here because, you know, frankly, the anti-vax community is probably going to lose their shit once we say in order for you to go back to work, in order for you to go to school, that you're going to be required to get the vaccine. And sure, people are saying, no, they can't make us do that. Colleges make you do it. 
You have to prove to yeah. colleges that you get the vaccines before you live in the dorms. Or you don't go. Those are your choices. Or you don't go. And then you're going to deny your kid an education because you're an anti-vax parent. And so what, what's in this vaccine? You know, you want to take it one step further, you know, get into some biblical quotations talking about no man being able to buy or sell lest he has the mark, right? What's in this? Is this the mark of the beast? What's in this vaccine? And we know that, who knows? Talking about nanotechnology, and we, you know damn well that the technology you see on the, sh the, the, the shelves at Best Buy isn't the same technology that NASA has. <laughs> you know they're, they're 20, 50 years ahead of what we can do now. We know that. You know, so you say, oh, that's impossible that to, there'd be a microchip or there'd be a, uh, you know, something of, of that sort that would be injected uh, that small. That's impossible. Science hasn't invented that yet. Yeah. There you're is. going. Yeah. Right. You're going by you're going by commercial uh, commercial standards by what you see in the Walmart electronics department. No, it doesn't exist yet. But you go behind the scenes. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? Here's my take on the whole thing. Um, you got people that think that they're being microchipped. You well, very well could be microchipped. Um, you you got people that think that, you know, you're constantly being tracked by your phone, which which you are. You know, that's not saying um, people turning off their Alexas because they think that they're constantly listening into you, which for market research they are. But this is the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. Why? Why should I care? Right, you're you're constantly being tracked. What what do they think? I think they, you know, to an extent, they are doing that to people. But why would they care about me? Why would they care about, you know, my mom? Why would they care about my stepdad? You know, I got no information that they want. They're they're not doing it to me. Like yes, the technology exists, but I I don't think they're personally looking in on me because I I don't have anything to hide. I I don't think there's anything to gain. You're going to microchip, you know, everyone in the United States? Why? Well, I mean, if, if you look at it and you think it's just from a marketing standpoint so they can know whether you're going to buy, you know, uh, Wheaties or cornflakes in Walmart because, you know, believe me, uh, when I walk into Walmart and my location and Bluetooth are turned on, it says, ding, it says, hello, welcome back. So it follows me around the store. It sees where I go, how long I stay at certain displays, and then ads are calculated from that. So guess what I'm getting popped up? You know, guess what I'm getting emails about? Oh, you sort of the, uh, you know, shaving aisle for, you know, two minutes. Uh, how about this? Well, that's what, um, I mean, that's what Facebook does. I mean, how often do you talk about something? You know, you're talking about something with your friends, and then all of a sudden an ad pops up on your Facebook. Uh, to me, that, that's market research. Uh, why would you not want to, to make products available, you know, to the consumer? But why should they care about anything I'm doing? They, they don't have any reason to, to look into me. They don't have any reason to look into you. They don't. Well, I, again, I, I, I would say, well, they're going to now because of this podcast, but I, <laughs> I would say <laughs> if we don't make another episode, it's because I'm dead. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, God knows what the hell ads I'm going to get because of what we're saying today. But if you're looking at it just because of just from a marketing standpoint, okay, I mean, you know, yeah, do I care if you're going to recommend that I buy cornflakes instead of Wheaties? That's one thing. But then again, you're, you know, you're talking about a system of control. You're talking about laying the groundwork for, uh, again, you know, go back to the Bible, right? That no man may buy or sell 
without this mark conform to uh, what needs to be done if I don't conform to the powers that be, the, 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 uh, the, the futuristic society of total control that they want, they can just turn off, they can just turn me off. That I can't buy or sell, I can't get food unless I get the vaccine kind of a deal. And if, if I do or say something that's out of the realm, if, I, if I'm a bad boy, say or do something that's wrong, they just turn me off. And I put my wrist up to the, the thing at Walmart, it doesn't work anymore. You get no food, too bad. So a system of control. I, I think of what's, what's coming down the line. But I don't think that's something that, you know, you think you'll see that in your lifetime? Boy, how, how exponentially fast technology is increasing. You can see the framework of these things happening. And you look at things like when dictators come to power in the past, look at Hitler. I mean, right away, he didn't say, let's, let's kill all this population. Let's kill these people. He didn't start with saying that right away. He started progressively with, eh, if you're intellectually disabled, and then the sterilization, eh, we should get rid of you, and then eh, whole ethnicities. And so he, you know, you can see that groundwork being laid in theory. Will it take five years? Will it take 50 years? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just think that, I think that, I don't know if you'd necessarily be able to do that with, with a microchip. At the same time, I can't not see it happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, look at Apple Pay. Look at Samsung Pay. You just walk up, ding, put your phone up. All right, see ya. Yes, and but of course, you, what does that do? Self-check out at Walmart. But when you do that, you know, you, you're agreeing to the terms of service in order to get that ability to use Apple Pay. Right. So would somebody, you know, inject someone not knowing with, with a microchip in, in order to ruin their lives? Mm. We're having debatable. backlash right it's now debatable. because we have to wear a mask. But are these just things that they just straight up wouldn't tell you? How many other things are we being uh, bombarded with that we're just straight up not being told? Right. Look at the 5G network that's coming and the implications that that has chemtrails if you buy into those or not you know we got gmo food out the butt and we know how terrible that is for you and you just you know, i don't sign a disclaimer before i eat a, a can of gmo uh green beans at walmart i but just eat do. it it's it's on the shelf you do you signed a disclaimer is you making that purchase there is the option for mm -hmm. non-gmo and gmo to mm -hmm. so you're making mm -hmm. that decision right there on what you're signing up for Mm -hmm. Again, yeah, I could be by wrong. That logic, ten years down the line, yeah. I could absolutely mm -hmm. be wrong. You'd be wrong. But you know what? Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that if I am wrong about it, and admit to being wrong, but I made this statement before that it will never change up until then. That that's going to be have to be my statement. Mm -hmm. Because that's the America that we live because in right it's now. A... But I'm okay with being wrong. Prove me wrong. You know, I'm fine with it. You know what's going to happen when I'm proved wrong? I'm going to change my mind, admit I was wrong, and then move on with my life. And that's uh, ideally what you should do, uh, unless you're a politician and you deny or saying it, <laughs> even though it's in recording or it's in writing or it's whatever. Yeah, because at, at some point... The world we live in. At, at, at one point, you lost the ability to say that you were sorry. You lost the ability to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I was wrong. That's gone now. You are held to that same degree 
something that you said 10 minutes ago or a bill that you voted on five years ago, 10 years ago, you can never change from that point. No, no. And how many uh, in, in, uh, in college classes, I'm sure you had the same thing as well. You know, my God to know and be careful what you post on Facebook. It will be there forever. Duh. The idiots are out there posting, you know, you know, taking bong hits, Michael Phelps, you know, putting it on Facebook, robbing a bank or God knows what you're doing and putting it on there. You know, nine years later, somebody sees it. And, but we, we, we don't think, cause it's all about, it's all about me in this culture. Look at me and there's no consequence for, for anything that I do. You think about the majority of Americans, you know, just, just in terms of, of day-to-day uh, hardships living today in 2020, they're qual- a, 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 a poor person today, not a homeless person, but, but someone living in poverty in, in many ways has a better life today than, than a wealthy person in 1920. You have indoor plumbing, you have heating, you have electricity, air conditioning, internet, you're not out tilling the fields for nine hours a day. You, you know? I, I'm going to go back to the time where the only sign of being prosperous was that you were fat. <laughs> That's what I want to go back to. And how funny that was that even growing up, you know, always telling me, you know, you're too skinny. You, you know, you look sick. You're too skinny. So like you said, skinny is bad and fat was good. And now, Jesus Christ, that kid's got to lose some weight because he's going to get <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> now I go on to a music park grade. ride and they're like, there's a weight limit on this machine, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, for, I mean, for like little kids, you see an overweight kid today and you say, holy Christ. I got to, when I, when I go to an apartment, I got to check the weight limit on my elevator to make sure it didn't go down a couple pounds. <laughs> Otherwise, I got to take the steps. But how, uh, how, how things have changed and how, you know, uh, I'll go on record. Here you go. I mean, I, you know, the, that hardship builds character. How about that one? That hardship builds character. That adversary, adversity builds character in a human being. When everything is handed to you in life, that, that, you know, nothing is forged in the fire. For someone who's been through bad things in their life and faced hardship, good for them because that produces a stronger human being in most cases. The only way you can be successful is if your whole life was failure. At least that's the only way you can enjoy it. Yeah, there's that right, quote. Because you have, you have the, uh, I mean, even if you take Donald Trump for a second, you know, people will say, oh, he made all that money, but his dad gave him a million dollars, right? There's the big caveat. You're, you're, the only way you're allowed to experience success is if you came from nothing. That's the only way you can truly take it in. And if not, you're wrong. It's because some that's, other reason. Well, that's the act of experiencing success. I mean, success isn't, you're not born on the, the first place platform. You yeah. gotta run the race. You gotta run the race and succeed at the race. Success isn't being born into to affluence. You didn't succeed at anything. You were just given everything. So that's why you see, like you said, the, the, you know, the old man that, you know, starts from the ground up and builds the company. It takes him 50 years to do it. He goes from rags to riches, literally growing up in the, the dust bowl or the great depression. You go, you know, go back to the, 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 the glorious 1950s, right? Coming back 
Americans coming back from the Second World War, going to college on the GI Bill, starting a business, flourishing economies, booming, life is great. They grow up and they retire and they give their company to their, uh, their uh, you know, crybaby millennial kid who puts it under in three years because they never knew hardship. Or they blow it on drugs. They blow it on, right? They blow it on whatever. But is that his fault? Or, the is old that, man. or is that a result of the old man coddling the child and giving him whatever he wanted and anytime he fucked up, just said, it's okay, I'll take care of it. So is, is that the result? I mean, people want to complain about kids that are, you know, millennials. And frankly, you know, as a millennial, I, I hate that term, uh, term because people think that everything was automatically, you know, given to me that I'm a whiny baby and all the other, I don't, I don't think so. You know, everything I had, I worked for, right? And then all of a sudden, if I have kids and then I'm well off and I want to, you know, make sure they don't have to go through the same thing I went through. Now, all of a sudden, if they have an opinion that's different than yours, it's only because they didn't face that hardship. Everything has right. a cause and effect. Right. In human nature, I mean, I can tell you from having having my own my own son now to two and a half years old. I mean, it's 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 such a fine line that that is. There are times to let him cry it out. Because I know what's I know that it's best for him. Because yeah. again, that's going to build his character. Yeah. And but but again, is isn't it human nature to become successful, to work your ass off, to become successful, just so those around you don't have to. And you work very hard to give everybody the life that that you never had. You know, give my kid the life I never had, kind of a deal. And unfortunately, uh, many times when you do that, you're you're it's you're doing the kid a disservice in a way, you know, cause that you you're giving him the life you never had. What a life of discipline, a life of structure, a, 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 a bulletproof work ethic. What you're exactly. You're not giving him that life, the life you never had. Why is that a bad life? What I think is I think the whole thing's a cycle, you know, it's, it's going to keep on changing. You know, if you work from the ground off and you're ground up and your, your kids, a you know, your kids, a freeloader, um, I think then, you know, then in turn, he's going to be tough. He might be tougher on his children if you weren't tough on him because, you know, that's what he lacked and that's what he's blaming as the reason I never succeeded is because my parents didn't push me, right? So now when he has a kid, he's going to push his kid. And then when, when the kid grows up, he's going to say, you know, my dad had me playing, playing basketball and he used to scream at me for missing shots. And I'm not going to do that to my kid. And then all of a sudden, boom, he has a kid, doesn't do it. And then you're in the same boat. I think it's just a, a revolving cycle. You know, I think people just need to take ownership of their own shit. So like every other generation, you get a, you get, you get a snowflake that doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And then every other generation, and, and they'll give birth to. Uh, how many times? And that, that's. How many times do you hear when I, had, when I was a kid, my parents used to, to, to beat me with a spoon. You know, how many times? And then, you know, in turn, now we have weak-ass snowflakes, you know, whose parents didn't discipline them. And the reason why they didn't discipline them is because they got disciplined hard by their parents. And people just say, oh, you're a, you're a snowflake. You've never been, you know, disciplined in your life. You're just a whiny baby. But the reason that is, it's a cause and effect. The cause is their parents you know, suffered that fate of getting smacked with a wooden spoon. And they said, I'm not going to do that to my kid. And then all of a sudden now we got a bunch of whiny babies. 
It's a cause mm -hmm. and effect. And the old people just say, oh, these millennials are like this, but refuse to admit that they actually have a hand, direct hand in what the problem is. By the way, they raise mm -hmm. them. If you're mm -hmm. raised to, to feel like, you know, all of a sudden you're raised to feel like all your feelings matter. And then all of a sudden one day when, when, when these people that raised you turn cranky and are unhappy about the way the world turned out, uh, they just say, oh, these millennials, you know, yada, yada. But the problem is, is that they were all raised by someone. The reason why they were, the reason why it is the way it is, is because of the environment they grew up in. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, if, if we cross lines here for a second, you talk about family lineages and um, behavioral patterns and whatnot. If you look at kids that grew up with a parent who was an addict, an alcoholic, that kid's going to grow up and say, I'm never going to drink because I grew up with an asshole. Yeah. And I never want to be that person their kids are going to grow up and they never had that asshole example. They're going to be sneaking so they're going beers to drink. in their closet. They're going to drink right, they're going to go because they've never friends. seen that. So in a way, you know, being that alcoholic asshole was a great deterrent to showing the kid, you know, what never to become. And you don't do that. And then possibly this is very debatable but if there is a genetic component to addiction with a, you know I, I hear both sides of the fence i validate both viewpoints any genetic component that does or does not exist therefore is going to manifest itself because you know the behavioral uh, uh the behavioral deterrent wasn't there i mean when you were in school we all know those kids whose parents were, were anti-drinking anti-smoking and then the kids just to be spiteful would sneak off and have drinks and have cigarettes and, you know, do what they oh. wanted to do. And the harder you, the, 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 the preacher's daughter, man, the preacher's daughter, we all knew. And into, you know, Sunday morning, you know, she's, she's dressed in white and uh, she shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, where she was last night. We know where she was last night. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let, let, let's be honest. And oftentimes, and how that goes in life, that what we, what we try to repel is often, you know, what we attract, you know, with the law of attraction, that principle, you think that what you focus on, you know, you really, I'm really focusing on drinking and focusing on drugs. So I'm, you know, I'm focusing on my kids, not, you know, everybody, like you said, every, they're responsible for their own actions, but as opposed to preaching, you know, showing how to live a healthy lifestyle. That's one thing leading by example and just sitting around saying, well, don't drink any drugs and offering no, you know, example that it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have gone past our, a lot of time today. So I think we should probably carry this on in our next, our next podcast. Next podcast. Hey, we, uh, uh be sure to stay tuned. Uh, in the future, we're going to have some more uh, great hard-hitting topics. We want to get your feedback and see what you think. And we're going to have some special guests, too, that we've got in the works as well. So this was, this was fun, man. I'd like to it do was it fun. again. We're going to be trying to put out podcasts at least uh, once a week as our schedules dictate. Uh, so please come and join us. And again, if you disagree with us, you're more than welcome to. You know, and if my views change on the line, if your views change on the line, 
you are more than welcome to do that as well. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, and, and stay safe. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our podcast. One thing we forgot to mention, it would mean the world to us if you were to subscribe, rate, and share this with some of your friends. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, we can be contacted via Twitter at OffTheHingesPC. That's PC for podcast. At OffTheHingesPC. And also check out our Facebook page as Off The Hinges as well. Thank you and have a good night.